Welcome to West Virginia Beer Roads. Today I'm here with co-host Erin McCoy. Hello. And what I like to call the first couple of Huntington beer. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica Pressman and Jay Fox. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for having for, us. Yeah. Uh, so you guys have been married for a while. Uh, tell me, how long have you been together? Jay will have to answer this one. I yeah, can never she remember. Can never remember the <laughs> anniversary date. Yeah. So. We got married in 2013, but we've been together since 2006. Oh, wow. Okay. How did you guys meet? Uh, At a bar. <laughs> Where else do people meet? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we had lots of mutual friends, and she had spent time in Colorado and France, and, uh, and then you just moved back here to go back to school, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she was working at Chili Willies and... Slinging margaritas. Nice. Yeah. And I was drinking margaritas. Yeah. <laughs> so... So through your mutual friends then that brought you together, you yeah. would say? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And then uh, I think I moved in there like... About 36 hours later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I moved in with Jay less than two days later, and we've been cohabitating yeah. ever since. Well, that's really not the topic of yeah. this podcast today. This is a beer podcast, so... Uh, we can always edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Let me transition over to uh, you guys... I think where I met you both was through the Better Beer Coalition. Uh, talk about the beginnings of that and where it came from and, and how it all got started. Lead on this. Okay, so we um, were pretty involved with Create Huntington early on, which was basically a network of people around town who were engaged in the community and wanted to see um, Huntington flourish. And so we were around and hanging out with a bunch of sort of creative and motivated people. And, and um, we, Jay and I, you know, we used to have to travel to buy beer or go over to Ashland or across the river over to Ohio. And we were just kind of tired of that. And so we met some friends who felt the same way. And we decided that uh, there was no reason that there shouldn't be more availability of craft beer in Huntington. And uh, we wanted to show the distributors that there was a market for it. Um, and so we set out to figure out a way to create a craft beer market here in Huntington. And we thought a beer festival was probably the easiest, quickest way to do that. Um, and so we got together with, I don't know, four or five other people and started the Better Beer Coalition. And that was early in 2013. Mm -hmm. And then we had our first Rails and Ales Festival that August. Um, so this will be our eighth annual one this year in 2020. As far as the coalition itself, is it a successful business? I know it's an LLC. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so we set it up as an LLC. Uh, there are four of us now. There started out being six, and we've had a couple of changes since we started out. Now there are four of us. Um, we're all four part of the original group. Um, and... That's pretty much it. I mean, we do the Rails and Ales Festival in August, and then we do a smaller boutique beer festival in February. I just think that, uh, you know, people, we love to attend festivals, but most of us have no idea the work it takes to organize that. And I guess I'm curious, you know, it's like, do you have employees? I mean, because I know there's four of you, but who really, who, who runs this thing and pu puts all that time in? You're looking at it. Yeah. You're looking at two of them. <laughs> We yeah. do. So it's the four of us, and we do have a lot of people that we lean on um, that have some pretty big roles. We have someone who does all the, the volunteer 
having um, somebody in charge of the volunteers, volunteers is yeah. huge. And so we do have someone that does that, that takes that off of our plate. We sort of subcontract out the music part of it. We have Whiz Bang Bam that um, books the bands and sets up the stage. They take care of all of that stuff. So we can really focus on the logistics and the beer. And but part of those logistics are all those tents that you have to have for breweries and beer uh, providers. You have to have all those uh, restaurant booths in and space. I mean, how, how, talk a little bit about how you coordinate all that or how, how that gets done. Well, the key is that we started very small when we first when we had our first Rails and Ales Festival. So we have learned a lot over the years. Uh, some of the big lessons, I guess, that we've learned. Um, just getting people in the gate was a challenge for us. Um, you know, we started out with 750 people, and so every year we got a little bit bigger, and we have learned the processes that work for us. And it's the same way with all of the logistics. We started out small, and um, we just figured out what works. We've made some mistakes. We've kind of we are always figuring out what doesn't work. And at this point, we're all sort of responsible for our own little piece of the festival. Um, and so that helps too, so that we're all not responsible for everything. We have to, to break up the division of work. Yeah, you've come a long way in those seven years. Uh, I mean, like you say, seven, 750 uh, attendees the first year at yeah. peak when you were doing two sessions. How many people do you think you ran through that uh, rails? 5,500, I think. Yeah, about 5,500. Yeah. That's a crowd. Yeah. Yes. Crazy. Some of the things that I'd like to also see if you have any thoughts on or like the impact of that festival to the city of Huntington uh, and the area here I mean what, what do you think that's meant to, to the town we've we've actually we've actually like talked to the CVB about that and uh, I mean I don't I don't know if we ever got the exact numbers or anything but it's in yeah, the millions yeah we don't have a dollar we don't have a dollar amount, but we, you know, the hotels fill up. We have people coming in from all over the region, um, from other states that are coming for the festival. They're filling up the restaurants, the hotels, they're shopping. We love bringing people here, um, giving, them, giving them the opportunity to experience our downtown and our restaurants, and people love it. They have a great time. It's just such a happy, it's a very happy day and a happy weekend. And um, overall productive for Huntington. Yeah, absolutely. In, in all and, and areas. It, it means the world to us to be able to show off what an awesome and fun town and city Huntington is. We have a great downtown, and, you know, I mean, we want everyone to, you know, a lot of people come here and they're like, oh, Huntington's scary. It's on the news. It's scary. So then when they come here, they're like, wow, this is really awesome. You know, you guys have awesome restaurants, great, great bars. Well, that Hopefully festivals. a really good brewery. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> an outstanding brewery. <laughs> That festival is definitely a way to showcase that. Um, uh, speaking of brewing, how did you first become interested in brewing? I started brewing in college, uh, probably 1994, okay. 1995 maybe. Um, just reading a lot, getting into it, um, you know, and, and back then you really couldn't get anything other than Sierra Pale or anchor steam or something like that you know it was it was hard to get those things you know right. I remember drinking some cardinal brewing stuff back in uh back in college back when I was at Marshall but uh yeah I was like oh, I'll just make it myself if I if I can't get it commercially so some good batches some really bad batches but uh live and learn yeah yeah so I did that for 
a good long while. And then uh, 2015, went to commercial brewing school. And, and what uh, made you actually decide this is, I want to become a professional brewer? Well, Drew Hetzer and Megan Hetzer, they own, you know, the peddler. So uh, he and I had been friends for probably 12 or 15 years. I met him when he was pretty young. So, um, you know, I was running a manufacturing business here in town and um, we got together and discussed maybe opening a brewery and he's like, let's just do it, you know. So uh, that's really what made me jump off the high dive and go to commercial school to to do it so and jessica beyond uh, working with the better beer coalition what's your career here in the huntington area so i am the training manager at the regional the va regional office here in downtown huntington so i've been with the va for about 13 years yeah. i love it i have a great job um and I also provide all the insurance and the financial yes. securities that have allowed, you know, that allowed <laughs> Jay to leave his career of 20 years. I mean, that's a big deal. Sure. Um, it's a big financial risk. So I have very stable employment, which is a blessing and, and has really allowed um, Jay to change career paths, which is fantastic. I'm yeah, I took, a, I took a pay cut, but uh, definitely a lot less or different stress, I would say. The stress now is uh, stress that I put on myself and not from a manufacturing standpoint, you know, so. So it's a good, good stress. It is a good stress. Um, what, like, can you guys talk a little bit as far as what you think our West Virginia craft beer needs are to continue to grow? I think we're on the right track. I mean, we've really got some great breweries in the state now and, uh, you know, I'm happy like with the progression of uh, West Virginia beer right now. I think I think it's going to be really good. Uh, you know, give us a few more years to catch up with uh, everyone else. But I mean, I'm I'm really confident that we'll get there. Yeah, and I think uh, you see there's a future for both the small breweries that you work in, but as as well as the the festivals. Yeah. 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 For sure. I'm. I mean, everyone's doing a festival now, and uh, they, they all seem to be fairly successful. So, um, you know, we got into it to change the culture here. So, and and I think it's been successful for sure. Yeah, the the great thing about a beer festival, and, and really that's why we we started out with a beer festival. The more people that come to a beer festival, they can sing. You know, so we get folks at Rails and Ales who don't know a lot about beer. And we have hundreds of beers there. And so it gives them an opportunity to try different beers, taste things. Um, and then usually they find something they like. And then they're the ones going out and supporting the breweries and other beer-centric restaurants and establishments in the state. Um, and so that's really our aim is, is to create that culture by creating new customers and, and educating and helping people um, you know, figure out what they like. Yeah, that's that is important. Yeah, that's yeah. Important. When I remember uh, when we had our very first Rails and Ales, and people showed up, and most people had never been to a beer festival before, and so we had these little, you know, five ounce tasting cups, right? <laughs> and people were like, "What is this? What are we going to do with this? Do? Yes. These, these, that's you know, these tiny cups." And I'm like, "Look, they're tiny, but they're dangerous." <laughs> but that's the standard, really, right. uh, across the yeah. country for beer festivals. But folks just didn't know it, so it's just been a process of you know, introducing people to things. They'll try it, they love it, and look where we are now. I mean, the the craft beer landscape in Huntington from in 2013 the, in the state. and in the whole state between 2013 and now is, is just, it's 
it's drastic and it's fantastic how many great places there are to go get good beers. Drastic and now. fantastic. Yeah, I absolutely. like that. Absolutely. It has blown up. It has blown up. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. so, Jay, tell me a little more about um, your professional goals now uh, moving ahead as a brewer. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, uh, that's a good question. Uh, we're focusing on distribution right now. Uh, you know, our capacity, like, you know, we got a ways before we get to capacity. So, um, you know, I'd like to focus on that first. And then, uh, you know, we, we've been looking at maybe doing a production facility uh, for some flagships. But uh, And that would be at a separate location. Yes. We have another building. Mm -hmm. um, and we've actually put 200 solar panels on it already. So we're going nice. to do like maybe a solar-powered green brewery. Um, and I know Drew's wanting to put, uh, you know, an apiary over there as well. So... Um, it, well, it's going to be an interesting building for yeah, sure. Yeah, I've been talking to some of the development officials around the community, you know, obviously through the years, but even recently in hearing, you know, there's an interest in new brewery projects in Huntington, and I'm, uh, there's no doubt in my mind this town could support a lot more. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely, we'd love that. Bring it. I, I mean, a rising tide floats all boats in my boat. In my, yeah. you know, as long well, as your boat doesn't have a damn hole in it. So, <laughs> yeah. You know. And I imagine Drew's project and your project here would be, you know, one of those that people are talking about. You know, thinking maybe that it would happen and really, uh, you know, help expand uh, the brewing community. Oh, here. It's, it's definitely going to happen. It's just a matter of when it's going to happen. Talk about some upcoming uh, things here at the brewery and new beers or things that you're looking forward to or that will be out this winter. Yeah, we're uh, we're going to start with some new beers next next week. Actually, uh, we're going to do a blackberry sour uh, on Tuesday. Uh, so we got a new uh, double IPA coming. We're going to brew for the uh, for the festival in February, and uh, we've got a. I would say a strong Scott or a strong strong ale or a weak barley wine. Like I'm not sure where where I'm going to go with that, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and get that thing aging some with some time for uh, this late fall winter. And uh, what else have we got? I'm going to do maybe like a cherry sort of broody kind of beer, you know, maybe champagne, -y, like yeah. a cherry champagne -y, uh, light beer. We'll see. In the past, um, what are some beers that you can say, I, I feel really great about this. These are some beers I'm really proud of. Probably, I don't know. I really like Booger Cat. I mean, it's just a, a brown ale. All right, ale you got to explain people, that one. <laughs> people, uh, great name. <laughs> the Booger Cat. You yeah. guys know the story of the Booger Cat? That was actually one of the, the mascot final name, finalist names for Marshall University. The Marshall University oh, oh, oh. Booger Cats. Can you imagine if that would have happened? I did not know that either. Yeah. Interesting. So the Booger Cat was a sort of, you know, I mean, it was obviously a mythical creature from uh, Wayne County, just south of here. And uh, something was killing farm animals. And, you know, and then they deemed this Booger Cat like it was like a half wolf, half cat. And it ended up being a, a wolf. So. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, you mentioned self-distribution, something you've been focusing on recently. Um, I think that's of great interest to other people in other communities. Talk about the geographic areas that you're going to focus self-distribution on. Uh, we're right now we're saturate. We're trying to saturate from here to Charleston. 
Um, but I you know, definitely want to be in certain areas of the state. Um, be awesome to be in all the state, but uh, there's just there's really just two of us right now focusing, you know, with the brewery. So it's going to take some uh, some more manpower before we can do that. Yeah, that's always the challenge for the small breweries in our state because they'll have a maybe like you say two people working in the brewery, and it's tough that just to keep up with general brewing chores and kegging and things, and then all of a sudden you want to get into somebody's got to go out and sell it and deliver the beer. That's uh, it's a challenge, and you're too small to you know have a distributor. So yeah, it's it's, it's that step is is one that's a difficult one for people to to do well, I think, and it takes time. You can't really rush into it. You know, and I think what makes us unique is, you know, we have a very successful restaurant here. And, uh, you know, I mean, people come here, they want to, they, they want the food and the beer. So, and then Backyard Pizza is right next door. So, uh, you know, we, we get a lot of traffic into the brewery, uh, more so than maybe just a, you know, a distributing brewery. Um, so, we focus on that as well. Okay. Jessica, what are some things that we can expect from the Better Beer Coalition for 2020? Well, we have our third annual Wild and Wonderful Winter Beer Fest coming up on February the 15th. So the Winter Beer Fests are more of a what we call a boutique festival. They're much smaller, like 400 people. We focus on a certain style of beer. The first year we did sours. Last year we did ciders, and this year we're doing IPAs. So there's more of a, like an educational element to it. We're going to have some sensory uh experiences there for people to kind of smell different types of hops and maybe compare the different flavor profiles when they're um, sampling different beers so that's coming up that's so fun it's such a fun thing for us to that's more of like a labor of love for us we just really enjoy it and it's for like the beer nerds you know it's a it's a great community of people that come to those events and they always sell out so um, that's coming up on February 15th and then our eighth annual rails and ales is coming up on August the 8th this year which we're super excited about Um, and we'll start planning that as soon as our winter beer festivals over it'll be rails and ales mode do you have an idea as far as what crowd you expect this year for the rails and ales We've sold, we sold out uh, last year. We sold out on the day of, so I kind of expect the same, the same this year. We're shooting for around 4,000. Anything over that, it gets a little crazy. You right. Know? So mm-hmm. I'd rather the experience be good for the, you know, the, the person they're drinking. So I don't know. I think around 4,000. Mm-hmm. It's a big number. Yeah. Well, I thank both of you for your contributions to our beer culture in West Virginia. Thank you all. Well, for we your, thank you yeah, for your contribution. Yeah, well, yeah, it's like herding cats. I know, <laughs> but <laughs> it's a it's a something you know, the information that you put out, the interviews that you do, and um, spreading the knowledge. The the people I feel like a lot of times the people the brewers and the folks working in the breweries. It's just something that they don't always have time for. And I'm so happy that you are willing to do that because it's your labor of love and it's much appreciated. Well, thank you for joining us on the West Virginia Beer Roads today. Cheers. Cheers, it was wonderful talking to you both. Thank you. Thanks for having us.